Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? Hello, Weirdsville! Happy 2022. It's 2022. It's hard to imagine. Um, But, uh, hey, we are here. We're, We're in our second week of the new year, and we are excited. Who are we? You might ask, well, you probably should know if you're listening to the show, but if you're new here, let me introduce us once again. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Adam Beebe, and with me, as always, is your other one of your hosts, Barry Johnston. Yo, everyone. We forgot to mention that uh, the, what the show is, this is What's Your Weird Story, and uh, What's Your Weird Story is your weekly News, not news, podcast, storytelling podcast. Sometimes we have news. Sometimes we have other stuff. Just kind of what we, whatever happens, that's what we do. We are excited. Uh, we're excited for 2022, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely, man. Um, we had a lot of cool things planned, and mm-hmm. we are excited about another year of talking to folks and, yep. and um, you know, sharing our weird experiences and yep. Um, last year was such a great year. We really enjoyed, um, you know, meeting new people. We had some great stories. We, you know, we've always had really, really great people on and, um, and it, it, it always really blows my mind, um, just how great people are at telling their stories and, um, yeah, looking for another year of that and uh looking for another year of uh growth and uh and learning in life and uh and uh on the podcast so yeah um man i've i've gone today and uh you know kind of gone down a a, a rabbit hole you know there are days when you just sort of like click on a link or something like that and you just start going down this crazy crazy ass rabbit hole and uh-huh. uh Today the rabbit hole was uh, was Noel Gallagher and uh, oh yeah you know I, I just uh, it was a link that I clicked on and it was he's celebrating his his ten year solo year doing solo his solo work and so if you haven't checked out his stuff man you know we're big music fans on here it might be a, a little bit of a curveball for you but if you haven't listened to the podcast before we talk about music a little bit here and there yeah. and. Um, I got to say his solo work is as good as anything that they ever did in, in Oasis and, and in a different way, he's really pushing the envelope of, of, of his sound and, mm-hmm. um, just really great stuff. And it, it kind of, you know, when you, you kind of, you start, you go down this, you know, these, these, these corridors of the internet and you're like, Oh yeah, I forgot that that is, 
that's a great record. Oh my God, mm-hmm. that's a great record. And that's a great record. So like, you know, before you know it, now you're, you're into the Smiths and you're, yeah, you know, I was just watching a documentary on the stiff little fingers and I don't know if, nah. if you know, I'll, if you guys ever have listened to uh stiff little fingers, but that's another band that you guys need to check out. Um, yeah. Classic punk band. right? Yes, there. man. And just great. And, and responsible for so many bands that, yep. you know, came afterwards and of course, became huge successes and um so anyway i i just wanted to share that you know going down the rabbit <laughs> hole you know hey i've got a i've got a joke for you okay um and uh it's uh how many misfits does it take to change a light bulb <laughs> i don't know <laughs> uh jerry only <laughs> that's great the <laughs> Thank That's you. great. That was great. Yeah. That's awesome. Hey, and, uh, big Misfits yeah, fan. Big Misfits oh, fan. Huge love Misfits, man. You know? and, and and Jerry Only, of course, was, you know, they're a big member, part of, you know, the Misfits, like, you know, as much as anybody, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. You know, it's uh, Danzig, what he did after, the, and of course, I love the Danzig solo stuff and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and but, but the early Misfits stuff, man, you know. And just a rawness to it that's just so yeah. freaking good, man. Like, I was thinking about this the other day, that, you know, bands that, that are like, uh, there's something about those early years when no one really knows what they're doing. They haven't perfected mm-hmm. the thing, but the raw creativity and talent mm-hmm. is there. Mm-hmm. And it's it's almost like you got to play that right. You got to play. It's like, it has to come naturally. And, and, and the, the more proficient that you become as an artist, it gets difficult to, to keep that alive. And, mm-hmm. uh, they were definitely one of those bands. It's like, if they, if they played their instruments too well, it just would not be the same. Right. same you yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. There's the thing where you, um, like you're, like you're saying, if you, you you don't know what you can't do, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, you're, yeah. you don't know what you're not supposed to do. So you don't know the rules. Every, yeah. Right. So you're making up the rules as you go along. And then, yes, as you go along, you get a, you get better technically as a musician or a songwriter. But, you know, you do lose a little bit of that kind of, you know chaos that yeah, existed yeah. before yeah that the, the, the of the rawness and the energy and the ex- enthusiasm of an amateur yeah so. and that's really those first three records of like usually of a band um are you know most most of the time the best a lot of times after you get past that you know it becomes something different but you know i mean it you know, we could have that conversation forever, but uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. I was just saw many a band like that. Yeah, I think one of the ones that we love get you know, Flaming Lips. I mean, like yeah. how long their career has been and how they've changed. And because when they first started, boy, they were raw, real raw, you know. Yeah, and then now they're like super polished, ultra pop. Yeah, you know, yeah. three thousand or something. So yeah, man, very interesting stuff. But it, yeah. is, it is, and it's a it's a lesson in how to grow and do it. You know the you know as naturally as you can, I guess. Yeah, kind of the same thing with this podcast as well. You know, like yes. it's, it's it's like when we first started doing it. You know, it was like, well, we could sit here and try to polish this turd until it's like, you know, 
a perfect diamond, but in the in the end of it, like we got to put content out, and we're just gonna roll the dice and get better as we go. You know, yeah. hopefully, yeah. <laughs> keep some rawness in there, you know. But uh, yeah, indeed. Keep speaking of keeping it real. Uh, we <laughs> we have no choice with our next guest. Uh, he was so uh, uh, delightful to have on the show. We have our friend uh, Bruce that came on. He's got a great story. Mm-hmm. He is a fellow podcaster, and I will, uh, as you'll hear in the story, screw up the name of his podcast, but uh, we'll, we'll get it there. Uh, but you'll hear it. We'll make sure you hear it and say it correctly so you can check it out. But uh, this is a this is a great story. I, I love this story. It's so fun. It's so uh, it, it reminds me of high school. I know it probably reminds you oh, as yeah. well. Oh, yeah. Everything about this. Yeah, definitely. Um, and well, let's just get into it. Bruce, thank you for joining us. What's your weird story? So I once had to rescue a friend of his, a friend of a friend's soul from a jar. I had to rescue Bob's soul from a jar. Okay. Wow. Okay. I'm intrigued. Yes. So I want to take you back to towards the end of the satanic panic where metal was king. We already had the warning labels on the records. Yeah. So you were pissing off your parents more than you ever that ever was possible before with all the records that said explicit lyrics. My favorite yeah. era for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. That's when artistry went full bloom with profanity. <laughs> but as far as it went with me, I was at this time I'm about 16 years old and I was the kid in the neighborhood who read books. I knew things. So somehow I got a reputation for being wise. That in and of itself should have proved that I wasn't wise because having that reputation meant I got a lot of crap from a lot of people who had lots of really dumb problems. And this was the the, the topper, the cake of those kinds of problems. So what happened is I was a musician and I was a bass player, and the thing about being a bass player is most people aren't. So mm-hmm. you're in everybody's band. You yep. never meet these people. You you you're not you don't actually ever practice in any of these bands, but you're in every band in the neighborhood. <laughs> but as it happened, I had a, a friend named Paul, and Paul was a guitar player. I legitimately was in a band with Paul. So so one night I was in bed asleep, which is what most sane people are doing around. Two o'clock in the morning, and the phone rings, and it's Paul. I think somebody's dead, and he's like, uh, "Hey, um, did I wake you?" Yeah, you woke me. It's two in the morning. You woke me. What's going on? <laughs> Who's dead or pregnant? Hopefully, not both. <laughs> you know, it's all in the sequencing. You just yeah, choose right. how you're going to take those steps. <laughs> it's two in the morning. I no one calls me at two in the morning. Can you come over? Now, Paul lived about a mile away from me, and I would have to walk. Why do you need me to come over, Paul? I can't tell you over the phone. I just really need you to come over. Please come over. You have to come over. Okay. So, I get up. I get dressed. 
I thankfully it's summer, so I'm not doing this in the like dead of winter in Philadelphia. Walk to his house, and I get there. The lights are all dim. He's sitting there. He he looks. He's sheet white now. Paul was never your most pigmented of people, <laughs> but the fact that he was, you know, basically chroma key wh- white was a bit of a concern. And he's on the phone. And he hands me the phone. He says, talk to Bob. Who's Bob? <laughs> you know, Bob. I, I don't I don't know, Bob. It's three in the morning, Paul. Who the hell <laughs> Who the is Bob? <laughs> Just talk to Bob. So he hands me the phone. And now I'm talking to Bob. All right, Bob, what's going on? He's like, well, Stiggy has my soul in a jar and I can't get it out. Uh-oh. There's <laughs> That's what he said to me. Stiggy Stiggy has my soul in a jar and I can't get it out. <laughs> Did you try one of those little mitts you used to give a little bit of leverage on the jar? Did you know, a little bit of run it under hot water? What have you done for this jar? What do you mean your soul's in a jar? <laughs> Well, Stiggy is a warlock, and he asked me for a pair of my dancing shoes. So I should clarify. So I didn't know who Bob was, but who Bob turned out to be was a friend of Paul's who went to the same high school, um, George Washington George Washington High School in Northeast Philadelphia. Bob was a dancer. Bob also wasn't bright. As this story will illustrate, Bob (laughs) at one point met this guy, Stiggy, who also went to the high school. And at some point, after only knowing him for a couple weeks, Stiggy asked Bob for his dance shoes. Bob gave it to him for some unknown reason. Stiggy then gave him back his shoes, showed Bob an empty jar and said, I have cast a spell on you and I've put your soul in this jar. I now control you. You have to do whatever I say. And Bob did whatever Stiggy said. This is where I came in. This is sounds this is ridiculous. I love it. <laughs> and there's uh, no drugs at I this point. I am completely innocent in all of this. <laughs> okay. I did nothing but pick up a phone <laughs> yeah. at 2 in the morning because a friend called. It's it's important to remember that yeah. in my placement in yeah. this miasma of entire crapitude comes down to the fact that I didn't have the common sense not to answer the phone. <laughs> You're being a good friend. Yes. I was Wa- be- and walking a mile at uh, two to three in the morning to deal with this. <laughs> so back to, so where we left off in the conversation was sticky has my soul in a jar. So now I am asking questions. Do you have the jar? No, I don't. How do you know it's in there? He told me it's in there. Are you conscious right now? Yes, I am. Clearly, your soul is in your body. If your soul was not in your body, you would just be a lump on the floor. Uh, That created a pause where he had to actually think deeper thoughts than he was ever capable of. (laughs) But we rejected that premise on the fact that Stiggy said, my soul's in a jar. Have, 
have you spoken to your parents, a priest? Do you go to church? Do you believe in God? What, what is all of this? It was like, I, I, Sticky said I couldn't do it, so I wasn't able to do it. What do you mean you weren't able to do it? I, I, I he said I can't, so I can't. Bob, I know what your problem is. And I did say this. Bob, I know what your problem is. You're a moron. You're really, <laughs> really stupid. And because of that, this guy who just told you that he has your soul, you believe he has your soul. So here's the solution. Stiggy might be strong, but I am stronger. I am your God. I command you. And I tell you, that your soul is to be freed from that jar. So tomorrow, what you are to do is you are to go to Stiggy and tell him, by the name of Bruce, your soul is to be released, <laughs> that you are to be free by my benevolence. <laughs> now go to bed. <laughs> I then hang up the phone. Hand it to Paul, and I say, you're now making me mac and cheese, you bastard. What the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> it was a Wednesday night. What the <laughs> hell? Well, now, as far as I knew, that was the end of it. Except it wasn't. Oh. Because the next day, apparently, Bob went to Stiggy, and he said, apparently, literally, by the power of Bruce, my soul is to be released from the jar, for he has commanded such a thing. <laughs> Sticky did not like to be challenged because he was a powerful warlock. But you're Bruce Almighty. But I am Bruce Almighty. I am the word that is the bee before there was a beginning. <laughs> and my word will be there once there has been an end. <laughs> Sticky did not appreciate such things. And so, Stiggy and his cult, because this little bastard, or tall bastard, I have no idea. Reality is, aside from knowing that there was some dude running around with the name of Stiggy, I had never met Stiggy. I didn't know who Stiggy was. I didn't care. But Stiggy, as people who have been challenged for their supremacy of power over the nine realms, decided that he must fight back. So him and his cult would go into the forest and apparently cast spells upon me. They were trying to wish for my doom. They cast death spells on me. And in fairness, I did catch a cold during this period of time. So <laughs> was it effective? Who knows? I'm not an expert on such things. I just know that my nose got runny. <laughs> did you die? In my heart, <laughs> in my heart and in my soul. So the next time, what I say the next time I see Bob, but I never saw Bob before as far as I knew. Just one day we went to the Franklin Mills Mall, which was one of those big mill type things. And of course, the Franklin Mills Mall was designed to look like Ben Franklin. So in the main court, there was a big Ben Franklin head that every hour the bottom would drop out when he'd vomit out stuff at the people. There were lightning bolts all over the place. It was truly, truly a, a wonder of architecture. Cool. But Bob, there was a dance troupe at the Burlington Coat Factory thing. And this guy afterwards runs up and he throws his arms around me and he's thanking me profusely. 
which is confusing. It's Bob. Bob has been freed. Bob got his jar back. Bob was able to open his jar. His soul was set free, and he thanked me for that. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Apparently, what had happened is weeks had gone by, and they were casting death spells on me, and nothing happened Mm. because I am too powerful. Yes. Mm. Or nothing happened because there are a bunch of morons in a park. (laughs) You know, not doing the thing that would have been effective, like hitting me with a car, you know, putting stuff in my food. That's too hands on. Yes. That is not how you do it spiritually. Right, right, right. No, no. But one day, I went along with my buddy Paul to George Washington High School. And I'm a, I was a very, very shy person. I liked having this persona around me because, you know, when you're a teenager, especially in Philadelphia, where one of our pastimes is throwing bottles at Santa Claus, mm-hmm. fighting is a, a everyday occurrence. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I was not a violent kid. I was not... I didn't want to fight. I wasn't good at fighting. So I got this weird reputation for being strange and being into the occult and all this stuff. And none of it was true, but I didn't deny any of it. So, sure, yeah. you know, somebody comes to you and be like, I heard you killed somebody. And that's preposterous. <laughs> I haven't even wished somebody ill. <laughs> but, you know, when the response is very much like, is that what you heard? <laughs> Stories just propagate themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. So, meanwhile, I my buddy takes me to his high school. He's cutting, but we're going there. We're going to hang out at lunchtime. We arrive. There's a thousand people around. Somebody hands me a cheesesteak out of the clear blue. I don't know why I have this. Just suddenly now I've got a cheesesteak. Um, various people are talking to me like I've known them forever. I have no idea who these people are. And my buddy disappears. My friggin' security blanket is gone. So I don't know what to do. So I'm, I saw him go this direction. So I'm staring in this direction, just trying to find him. So I'm just intently staring. Turns out, in that direction, there was one particular person who was in my line of sight. Was Stiggy. (laughs) So what I was doing is I was desperately trying to pinpoint where my buddy Paul was. From Stiggy's perspective, the son of the devil was staring daggers through him, displeased in his audacity to challenge me. (laughs) Was he... was he a uh, intimidating figure, or was he what you pictured him to be? You know, I don't know what he was, because I didn't see him. Okay. I never saw Stiggy. Okay. I never okay. met Stiggy. Okay, okay. All of this, these blood sacrifices, these weird sexual orgies to generate the energy to end my life, all of this happened somewhere away from me. Mm-hmm. The only thing that happened to me is come over here at three o'clock in the morning to handle this life or death problem. The life or death problem is my dumb friend's soul is stuck in a jar. (laughs) That was it. But there I am. Apparently, I'm staring daggers through this guy. 
And so afterwards, he had gone to Bobby. He was like, you have to let tell him to leave me alone. You have to tell him I acquiesce. Tell him I'm sorry. Tell him I will worship at his name. And that's how I got a cult. That <laughs> me a demigod. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Oh, man. It was it I, I have to admit it wasn't one of the goals of my life. And it's not a box that a lot of people get to check off, but I managed it and now I have checked that box off. That's fantastic. That's my story about Bob's soul in a jar. That's great. Well, you're gonna be really surprised here, Bruce, because joining us next is Stiggy. No Stiggy. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, this is my life. Just the worst parts of it. Please. Can we bring on my first girlfriend too? That's hilarious. <laughs> want to do that? <laughs> oh man. That's funny. Coming up next, Bruce's sexual inadequacies and how not to talk to women. Hey, that's a nice t-shirt you got on there. Oh, thanks, dude. It's brand new. Do you like that? It's one of the official What's Your Weird Story t-shirts. Where'd you get that? It's funny that you ask. I just got it off the brand new Spreadshirt.com site for the What's Your Weird Story podcast. There's no www. You just go straight to shop.spreadshirt.com backslash what without the apostrophe W-H-A-T-S hyphen Y-E-O dash w-e-i-r-d dash s-t-o-r-y and that'll take you right there i mean you can never own enough clothing well that's true barry there's t-shirts for the ladies because you know they're cut differently there's hoodies which are really cool there's two different kinds of hoodies and there's also tote bags so you can tote your stuff that's so cool man so if you guys go out to spreadshirt.com what's your weird story currently there are two designs but there will be more going up very soon so just keep your eyes out for that and if you decide to get one of our shirts tag yourself on instagram to ours or facebook show your love show us what you got let's see your true colors man we uh we grew up in the satanic panic you know um of course we live here in the, in the bible belt or i live here adam does not long he's no longer lives here but i still oh, man if you listen to the beastie boys you uh, must have like been taken to church and whipped with a belt yeah i did oh, i did a lot worse than that and people i literally had friends that were trying to save me just like you uh you know, trying to save my soul, and um, it was hilarious because I all I was guilty of is listening to heavy music. You know, yeah. But uh, it was a real thing, man. People don't understand. It was a real thing, and people were freaked out. They had all those videos that all the pre the preachers would put out and get all the hysteria going on with all the adults. You know, that were going to church and everybody's freaking out, man. Everybody's everybody's worshiping Satan. You know, it was a hell of a time to be alive. That's for sure. I <laughs> in Northeast Philadelphia, where I lived, was heavily Irish Catholic. Uh huh. And I I come from a Jewish stock. I don't know if the nose gave it away. Uh-huh. Um, I know a couple of weeks ago, what would have really given away would have been the Jufro because I do that spectacularly. <laughs> but I had a neighbor, this evil, evil woman named Peggy, and Peggy tortured me and my brother throughout our from the time we moved into this place up until the time I turned about fifteen. 
Then I got into heavy metal music, Mm -hmm. specifically Black Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Now, the funny thing about Black Sabbath is Black Sabbath basically talks about drugs. Yeah. Yep. Like, and on top of that, a lot of their songs that are about any kind of religious thing, Geezer Butler, the songwriter, was religious. Mm -hmm. The songs, there are songs in Black Sabbath. I speak very well because I'm a natural communicator. (laughs) (laughs) The thing about Black Sabbath's canon, especially the early songs, a nice amount of them are very faithful in nature. Mm-hmm. It's, I think, um, a national acrobat is one of those that has um, after, specifically after forever, off of um, the Master of Reality. Yeah, that is a religious song. Yeah, a Christian religious song. Yeah, yeah. So once. I got into heavy metal, I had a leverage piece against Peggy. So I would do a combination of be really, really kind to her and just say very, very weird, dark things just to make sure that she was off balance and afraid of me. <laughs> the whole satanic panic thing was an abject, ridiculous joke. And it, it surfaced again. It's back in the form of QAnon. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. 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 And it's always the same crap it's always the same blood libel it's always the same imminent your soul is being saved the world is going to end there's this weird purity test it's just ridiculous yeah 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 it was it was definitely um at that time was a was a crazy thing to be i i was just a victim of circumstance to be honest with you i i got into heavy music because i had a friend whose older brother was into heavy music and I just, well, what were your bands? Let's not let's not leave it up in the air. Sure. Let, let's let's pinpoint Dio, how you sold your soul to the devil. Dio, uh, Good start. A- Anthrax, Metallica, a Slayer, of course, uh, a band called Lyle's Rocket, which wasn't a very popular band, but um, they were from that. They were kind of they were from that. Um, I think they were European um, heavy band, but no mayhem, no merciful fate. Right? No, no, no. Well, I that was I wasn't way into that stuff. If you want to go like which was probably like in in people's eyes the most satanic stuff, you know, Dio would probably have to be you know with those albums because covers of the and mascot. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, and of course, Dio was basically listening to a heavy metal version of D and D. Yeah, man, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Which, of course, the D and D thing was ridiculous. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was, oh, that was an, yeah. That was the other thing. Yeah. That was another huge, huge thing. Yeah. They went because I was hand. on the other side. I was one of the kids who was very uh, into uh, learning about what was satanic and what was the tools of the devil that he was using on us, the innocent children of the day. I was very much into that. So I was the one of the friends that was trying to get Barry to stop listening to that evil, evil uh, Metallica. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry, your childhood was so empty of joy. <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. I had comic books. So ironically, that, that uh, comics were fine. And I learned much more about anything that, you know, uh, that would be metaphysically, you know, or religiously not Christian through those than I would have ever through, you know, Megadeth. What was your... <clears throat> What was your aha moment? What was the moment where you were sort of like, I got to save his soul. Wait a minute. This is all crap. <laughs> oh, I, I don't even know. Um, Smoking weed, maybe. 
Did that change? Did that change your mind? I, well, you know, one of the things for me was can't enjoy uh, it if actually, it's still the devil's lettuce. Right, right. I can tell you what it was. I can tell you what it was. I think I was our freshman year, is mm-hmm. when the Doors movie came out, and mm-hmm. I bought the Doors soundtrack. So maybe in our sophomore year, but I bought the Doors sa- soundtrack, and that had. Um, I was like very, very naive. I was like, "Well, this is what drugs must be like." When I watched drugs, just in general, all of them, when I saw the movie and listened to the music. But uh, the very first time that I heard "Heroin" by Velvet Underground, and it gets into that really chaotic yeah. portion, the violins go all crazy and all nuts and everything, and I was just sitting there, my mind being blown, being like, "Whoa, this is some of the most interesting and incredible music I've ever heard." Whereas I would have been scared of that, you know, a year or two before. But at that point in time, I was just kind of like, whoa. And so, yeah, I think I, I give Velvet Underground is who did the switch for me. And I'm like, started being like, okay, other types of music, there's there's merit. And uh, so, yeah. Lou Reed would be proud. I think so. I think so. I think he'd be very happy. Yeah. <laughs> Barry was I always was, a highway to hell, though. So, nah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, ACDC, their yeah. pawns of the devil, yeah. kiss knights in Satan's service. I remember that. knights in capitalism service, you know, yeah. just, oh, big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. I had a this is 15 years ago. Uh, I had a, an elderly woman accost me one day here in my where I live because I was wearing a Highway to Hell t-shirt, ACDC Highway to Hell t-shirt. I hadn't been confronted like that since I was in middle school probably with with that kind of just out out outright anger. She was so angry at me. That's the devil. That's the devil's music, and I'm just like, I, and I and I was so nice to her. I'm like, well, that's you know, that's your opinion. I, I appreciate your opinion, and she just would not let it go. And it was a friend of mine's grandmother who, at the time, I was sort of mentoring, and um, and so she leaves, and he was so just like, oh, I'm so sorry, man. I I didn't know she was going to say that. I'm like, it's fine, it's fine. This is how I grew up, dude. This is this is exactly your grandmother just represents everything I've been rebelling against since I was, you know, 16, 15 years old, you know, but uh, things have calmed down now. But, uh, yeah, it was crazy around here. Now, were you religious, Barry, before, like throughout your life or were you always the outlier? in your uh, No, no, no. I mean, I think religious is a little bit of a stretch. I mean, I went to I went to I I was forced to go to just like Adam to every Sunday school, every Wednesday youth group meeting, the whole bit. And then when I turned 16, my dad, uh, he said, "Okay, now I'm going to give you the choice whether or not you want to continue going to church. And I said, fuck it. I ain't ever going again. And I haven't since. So. I'm 46 now, so that was 30 years ago, and uh, I haven't been back since. I think I went to maybe a Christmas thing once, but uh, it was such a uh, an oppressive thing for me. And it's funny because like I need to let some of that go, honestly, because I think it still follows me, you know. And and I, it's like I've been running from that feeling for for most of my adult life, and uh, it's talking about this stuff just kind of like man. It was that way. It really was that way. I cannot overstate it enough, at least in this part of the world. People were just, you know, angry at creative 
people and um, music that um, that really sort of put it back in people's face. And that's what I always saw it as. Like, if you go back and you listen to those bands and those records that we grew up on, especially like the Metallica stuff, the Anthrax stuff, like they're talking about like political things, you know, Mm -hmm. and it may be in other people's eyes, older people's eyes, it's dressed up in a evil fashion or whatever, but that's entertainment. It's for entertainment. You know, there's a difference between the reality of it and the entertainment of it, just like you were saying with Dio, you know, it's, yeah. you know, I'll do you one better. Think back to your, think back to the late eighties, early nineties. Chances are you learned a lot about literature and history from Iron Maiden. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Yeah, man. You read Coleridge, you read poems because yep. of Iron Maiden. Yeah. You researched history because of Iron Maiden. Yep. And Iron Maiden, which also got tagged as satanic. Meanwhile, it's like five. The only way you could describe them is blokes. That's what they are. Mm -hmm. They like their major concerns are playing soccer, reading books, watching movies. They are not. They were just these dudes. And most of these people were. And I don't even want to say it was dressed up in an evil rapper because aggressive music isn't by its nature in one form or another evil. That, that again, is sort of like the framing from the area. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think what I think it is, because I was ne- my family was never of deep faith. And for me, faith got really, really loose for me around eight years old. Mm-hmm. So, I don't have much of a – I don't have much stock into – I don't have beliefs that color in the way that ha- like come when you come out of like a very conservative sort of yeah, Christian yeah. background yep. that you're then pushing against. Right. But one of as an outside observer, one of the things that I think might be at play here is there is a Christian I think they call it the Christian identity. There's a very much an identity you're supposed to have. Right. Right. The nice Christian type personality there's not a lot of room in that personality for individuality yeah right forget satanism or anything like that yeah you know even within the realm of artistry everything is supposed there's very defined lines that everything fits into very true so meanwhile whenever you have things of artistic expression that is by its nature taking you outside of these very delineated lines exactly and i think that is i think to some degree that is getting that's the real crux of the problem that gets thrown into oh he's being evil and he's misbehaving it's a sign of the devil no it's just a sign that you see the world a little bit differently you mm-hmm. see you have different sensibilities yeah. but they can then wrap it into you being evil yeah it's a weird juxta- juxtaposition because it's such a confusing time growing up as a kid and <laughs> you're trying to balance what you're being told as to what you're seeing and what you're feeling. And at that young age, you're, you're being hit with a lot of different feelings and, and the hormones are going crazy and I'm supposed to act this way, but I feel this way. And also you're being told things that are evidently you can see with your own eyes. It's not what you're being told. It's not true. And then you're going through that kind of, um, Cognitive dissonance yeah, of man. well, I should believe this, and I and I should see the world this way, but that's not the not reality, reality that yeah. I'm count, encountering on the 100%, ground. Hundred percent, man. And I think 
Um, I was just never one, and I don't know where I get it from. I think my dad's pretty stubborn, but I think maybe I get it from him. But I was always, I just, if you tell me to do something, I'm going to do the opposite. And the more that you insist that I do something, the more I'm going to insist to do it opposite. And so that that kind of fed into it too for me. But uh, yeah, it was it was um, and and funny enough, you know, Adam and I literally grew up together like since day one. Our our, our mothers were pregnant together, and so like it's interesting to not ha- by the same man though. Just no. well, no. I hope not. Uh, no, definitely not. Are you sure? No, you're, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Unless, test. Unless, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you, know, you look like your dad. I look like my dad. <laughs> that's true. And that's, that's that, true. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. certainly the truth. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, it's interesting to have somebody like that in your life that you grow up with, that you watch each other go through weird things and different things in life mm-hmm. and how you kind of navigate that territory um, is interesting, man. So, um, you know, yeah, that's... Barry. I think you were getting a lot of mixed messages uh, because of how, because you know, you were athletic and you were like, you know, football guy, and you know that in our small town was very popular. So you were, you know, you had to behave this certain kind of way, yeah, you know, and be very much. A so tough you were guy the pr- stuff. You were the pretty flower rebelling. I guess yes, so. he was. Yeah, he was the golden boy that that uh, tarnished. <laughs> yeah, you could say that again. I like that golden boy tarnished. <laughs> but yeah, that's going to be the name of my biography. <laughs> there you go. So, do you still play? Are you still playing? And not, not really. What ended up happening to me is I had a band called Video Sex Pope. Okay, and that's great. At name. a time when everybody, it was Jello Biafra who made it. But he gave us that, permission to use it. Oh, okay. Well, great. Yeah. That's awesome. Dead Kennedys. I didn't know Holly that was a dead Kennedy. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah, it was on one of his um, spoken word things. Sweet. Names for bands. Okay. That's awesome. The video Sex Pope was not like other bands in our area. Everybody was either doing thrash or glam or some version of that. And I was doing something that was a cross between Black Sabbath, Primus, The Police, and no means no. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. So when my guitar player, who was my closest friend, it wasn't Paul. Um, though Paul was a close friend, but that's not the point. The point is there was a different guitar player. He was also a close friend. And we played really, really strange alternative music. And then he was going for an engineering degree and, the, and he couldn't continue. Mm. And I couldn't find anybody else to play with. Gotcha. So I put the bass down. Now, the bass is sitting right across from me. In fact, because I can. Hold on a second. Because I want to I paint a picture for you, then I'm going to grab this thing. Okay, it's going to blow your mind. Okay, great, great. Perfect. I got this bass when I was 16 years old. I was, my first bass was this um, thing called like a hurricane. It was this cherry red thing. It looked gorgeous. It played like a cinder block that somebody tied a string around. But my mom told me, and she bought that bass for me for fixing up the house. That was my reward. But if I stuck with bass for one year, for one year, she would buy me a good bass. That year passed, and I was getting really passionate about bass. So we went to this place called Zaff's Music, and I was getting myself a Fender because I love Fender, because Steve Harris played Fender. And if it's good enough for Steve Harris, it's good enough for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was there, and I was trying... I had a budget of $400 to work within. 
And I was playing every bass within that budget, and I couldn't find the one. The one was eluding me. She wasn't there, guys. She wasn't there. I couldn't find her. While I was doing this, I had caught the eye of one of the guitar techs who was paying attention to me because mostly people would come in and want to BC rich. Yeah. He goes to my mom. Hey, uh, I, I noticed your son is kind of serious over there. There's these other instruments. It costs just a little bit more. And I have three of them, but they're much nicer and, uh, and you might want to consider it. So she was like, yeah, okay, pull them out. One was black. It looked cool. One was white. Looked pretty banging. And then there was this one. My box says it's pink. What do you think? <laughs> it bets. Now, bear in mind, I can't really see my camera. It is. It, that's pink, right? Sort of. It is called raspberry. Oh, it nice. Nice. Pinkish, purplish base. Nice. That is slick, dude. That's nice, it man. It is easy playing. Not that you can hear it. This is what my mom got me. Now, when this was presented to me, this played so much nicer than the other two basses. And I sat there with it at 16 years old, and I was very much like this, and I was looking at it going, I'm going to get killed on stage. I'm going to absolutely, everyone is going to laugh their ass off at me. But it sounded so good. Mm. It played so nice. So that's awesome. Yes, this is my baby. That's awesome. That's awesome. How many years? How many years have you had that? How many years? 25, 24, nice. 20, somewhere 24 to 26 nice. years. That's great. I um, and it, it's I, I need to be buried with that bass. So I don't play that much that often. Like I'll throw on rock band, uh, not rock band, Rocksmith, mm-hmm. and I'll play with that. I um, recently, before I began do- doing podcasts, I decided I wanted to learn about music. But I mean, really learn because, you know, when you're a kid, you start playing and then you learn how to play various songs and yeah. you, you you play, but you don't know music. So yeah. I got myself, I got myself a, a, a 88 key keyboard. Mm-hmm. because once a year my girlfriend and I've got the best girlfriend in the universe my girlfriend's parents every christmas give me a check for $150 oh nice and the thing about it is this it's like when you're a kid and your aunt gives you money yeah right like yeah it's, so that's fun you can, so this $150 isn't like the other $150 I have. Yeah. This $150 must be used for something fun because yeah, otherwise, yeah, yeah. what's the point? Yeah, just blow you it. You put it in your check, it's just going to yep. your cable bill. Yep. Yep. So the last check for $150 became, with a little assistance, a Williams keyboard. Nice. Nice, man. From Guitar Center. That's awesome. So even though I can't really call myself a, a, a decent musician. I do love to pick up the bass and start playing. It's it's a part of my identity, even when I'm not doing it. And now doing this podcast, almost all of my time is spent either trying to do production, trying to do promotion, or just trying to um, make a human connection with another being because I just basically sit in this corner and do nothing. That's awesome. Aside from that sort now, of thing. With your podcast, we're going to talk about it and uh here shortly but do you do a 
behind it? Do you do that uh, kind of Seinfeld kind of bass kind of, you know, interludes? Um, no, but that mean like, um, how much weight did I lose? I gained five pounds. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be a good way to, that would be a good way to mitigate the tears. That's but funny. But there are so many, that'd be a lot of mitigation. That's funny. Okay, so let's talk about your podcast, man. How long have you been doing it for? If only we could bridge into it in some natural way. I know, right? <laughs> it's called, I believe, it's called The Fittest Fat Kid You Know. Is that correct? That's my podcast. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Rumor has it. Yes. <laughs> the scuttlebutt around town yeah, seems not, to imply. Yeah, yeah, not like the fattest kid you know or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, it's who, the who fittest, would? Fattest, yeah. fit kid you know. <laughs> <laughs> The drunkest teetotaler, you know. <laughs> Today on the drunkest teetotaler, you know, we're gonna talk about how to sneak flasks in the church so you can get through part five of the sermon. Per- perfect. It's your own communion wine, and there you go. You're just warming up. Yeah, I've got. I've is. got like four sets after this, so yeah, you got a little bit of extra Jesus, blood of Christ there in your pocket, so you know I do. <laughs> the shining star of Bethlehem is burning a hole in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I am. My podcast is the fittest fat kid, you know, and it basically is an attempt to document and hold myself accountable on my up and down, up and down, up and down, currently down, trying to go back up weight loss journey. But also, it's trying to serve as a bit of a lens for other people to focus their trials and tribulations with their fitness and their weight loss through me. Because I think a lot of people who have struggled with their weight, and it's, and a lot of people do, but I think a lot of people think what they're going through internally, especially since society tends to be very, very cruel to fat people mm-hmm. or even not even fat, just if you're a little bit overweight, then, oh my God, is that a moralistic failing on your part and are you worthless? Right. Right. That's the last bastion of that kind of thinking you can have in society. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of stories we tell ourselves. There's a lot of pain and suffering that we go through when we have these issues that we feel is individualistic to us. We're the failure. Yeah. We have it. It's our problem. It's not a universal thing, but it is. So, if there's something that I can do, probably decently, if not better than anybody else, is I can bring a voice to that pain with a degree of humanity and non-moroseness, so that you can, so that we can confront it on a level where we acknowledge the pain of it without wallowing in the pain of it. Yeah, that's and that's what my goal is, and to try to bring information. So. I've talked about keto on the podcast. I've talked about the Mediterranean diet, how to get yourself started. A lot of people, especially now post-COVID, where a lot of their routines are disrupted. Now, how do I get back off the couch? How do I get my exercise? Mm -hmm. How does Stella get her groove on? There, I pulled one out from really the past. How do you do all (laughs) these things? Well, we talk about it, and I try to present it in a digestible humane way and and help. So that's that's what the podcast is. That's great. In fact, my next episode I talk about I talk to 
my primary workout buddy, whom I actually couldn't call for a year because I was ashamed to, and we talk about that mm. and the various our perspectives of what went on with that, and also challenges that he sees for himself. This you know, fit, handsome dude that he is, Adam Levine-looking motherfucker. Yeah, well, uh, I, I was going to say, just because you're fit doesn't mean you have you don't have issues. I mean, everybody's got problems, man, and it may not be yep. weight for some. It may be, you know, other things for, for people. I think a lot of times, especially in the day of social media, we get caught up in viewing someone's life in one-minute, if you're lucky, one-minute snippets. It's not, not even their life, but the idolized yeah. presentation of what mm-hmm. they want exactly. you to think it's of. It's not real. It's not in yeah. it. And I think that go, kind of goes back to our talk about religion. When I was a kid, something wasn't real about it. Something wasn't real about the facade. And so, and that's the, the, the crisis that we're, we're in right now, I think. Um, that's great that you're doing that. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's important to take care of yourself. And uh, I think, you know, I'm certainly guilty of it. You know, I'm up and down with, with my weight. I try to stay, you know, as close as I can to living a healthy lifestyle that I can. But it's hard, man. You know, especially yeah. especially when you have responsibilities and, and you got, you know, life things going on. Um, it's great that you're doing something about that. And giving people yeah. inspiration is, is great, man. Yeah, I think, I think it's a great thing, too, because I've certainly struggled uh, all my life, you know, with weight, uh, up and down, up and down, you know, and trying to, you know, like maintain a kind of a healthy thing. And then just, you know, a lot of that time is just like, well, you know, those same ideas that you're saying, well, you know, you just kind of give up on yourself and, uh, you know, those kind of things. So I think it's really phenomenal. I think it's a good idea. And, uh, that's my gal. Hey, <laughs> she's, I think she's barking at the pool guy. Um, <laughs> as a matter of fact, she is barking at the pool guy. That's funny. You know, you, you said that like barking at the pool guy, I was sort of like, that's funny. It was like, wait a minute. There is a pool guy out there <laughs> on camera. <laughs> but yeah, I think, uh, just that's a great concept. And I think it's awesome. And there might you... be deer. So, that, so yeah, great. sorry. Great. As you're, right. you're singing my praises, it's sort of like, let me disrupt you. <laughs> very, very trivial, meaningless bits of my life that, that in absolutely no way, shape, or form makes me look good. So please continue so I can disrupt you again. <laughs> that's all I had. Um, <laughs> no, no. Definitely. Um, just it's awesome. It's motivational and it's very, you know, like comforting and it just shows you that there's more to it than just dieting and, you know, exercise that there's, there's a whole, the bigger picture and you're providing a, a nice glimpse into you that. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. There's so many ways and reasons that these things are, it, sorry. Now, as I'm trying to be coherent, my girlfriend is trying to bait my dog, and it's a very comedic scene that I'm not supposed to look at right out of the corner of my eye. <laughs> oh my god! But if for you know, you might some people might feel that it's almost like the American diet is set up against you, and it effectively is. Yeah, it, you. It sounds like it would be like a paranoid thought. Oh my god, my diet's out to get me. It's not that your diet's out to get me. It's just how agriculture came down and what became our staple foods 
very much biologically work against us. That yeah. sounds a little crazy. It sounds a little conspiracy, but it's not. And it yeah. wasn't a conspiracy how it happened. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, that's sort of the magic of the marketplace. Sometimes yeah. just we you get weird results. And sure. one of the results is we we can only have so much glucose in our system at any given time. Otherwise, we need to convert it to fat. What is our staples? Corn. Yeah. Yep. Everything's corn. Yeah. So your body deals with that in a very certain way. We've developed high fructose corn syrup. Your liver does one thing with that. It converts it to fat. If you, And especially if your body has more glucose and it knows what to do with. This is just literally the way our diets were set up. So there is barriers in the way. There are problems. Not everybody is affected the same way. No diet. A diet that works for me may not work for you. And even exactly. if it does, not in the way it works for me. And yeah. everybody looks to for a solution because how do you figure these problems out? And when the solutions don't work because as they're being presented, it's, well, I did something wrong. There's something wrong with me. It's like, no, it's just the solution wasn't the correct one or it wasn't applied in the correct way because right. it's all experimentation. Yeah, and dietary yeah. science is pretty new. Like, we don't, we still are, are trying to figure it out in a lot of ways. And know? a lot of it is speculative. A right. lot of yeah. what is given as fact is not actual proven science. It's correlation. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. A happens and B happens. So it looks like A and B are related, but it doesn't mean they are. It right. just looks that way. Yes. It's like pickles don't cause plane crashes, except if you've eaten a pickle, you are statistically more likely to be in a plane crash. Though this statistic could have just been pulled out of my ass. It doesn't really matter. The point being, there's a correlation. The one thing relating to the other doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter. Right. That's awesome. How So um, how many podcasts do you put out a month? I put one out at each week. Okay, great. Every Tuesday at noon, Pacific time, PST. Great. And um, I have, I'm trying to get more guests and get it and get it, move it ahead. I have a couple things in the can. I actually had a recent experience of having to decide I can't release this episode. That that was a new I got experience. You. I got you, man. Yeah. Well, have I, you guys had that experience? Oh yeah, we've had. Yeah, well, yeah. we've had. We've had some things happen like that. Um, luckily, not very much. But um, no, we found some workarounds. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah, I mean, just sometimes it happens either by technical issues. Yeah. Or you know, like because I mean. You can't predict everything, but, right? You know, but yeah, right. or sometimes, sometimes quality. Maybe you can't, but we, we um, all know that I can. <laughs> right, of course, you're Bruce Almighty. Right. Um, of but what one time uh, um, we did have to completely scrap an episode and then redo it, which was better in the long run uh, because a uh, a friend of mine who was uh, telling a story uh, was getting high uh, during he was smoking weed during the interview and he got really stoned and he forgot where he was going. <laughs> and so he kind of like wandered off into his own little conversation, which yeah. we were trying to, you know, bring him so back. we could, yeah. And we didn't, we weren't able to bring him back in. Um, that was early days. Yeah. So, but, it, but was, it, it was fine. It ended up being yeah, fine. It was fine. We learned from it, yeah. you know, yeah. um, and the B roll from that. Was oh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, hopefully, uh, if any of our listeners are are interested, uh, uh, ha do you answer questions? Do you do things like that? Can people reach out to you in any way? Yes. So I have I'm on all the socials. So you can find me in Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, 
at Fittest Fat Kid on Facebook, at Fittest Fat Kid. Well, Facebook will be, the page is just Fittest Fat Kid. I have an email address, and I encourage anybody who has a question, a concern, if you need someone to talk to about your diet or your fitness, or you had some kind of circumstance related to your body image that you didn't have anyone to talk to, you can talk to me. And my email address for that is hi there at fittestfatkid.com. Cool. That's cool. I keep saying this on my podcast like it's a running joke now, but at some point there's going to be a friggin' website. <laughs> I have ideas I want for this website. Yeah. <laughs> and to implement them requires a degree of skill that I don't have with websites. Yeah. yeah. And I don't have the budget for it at the moment. But sure. eventually. Sure. By Grap Thor's hammer, eventually there will be a nice. www.fittestfatkid.com. Fantastic, man. And yeah, and you know, if, uh, and unrelated to the Fittest Fat Kid, if you want to see a really cute dog, hop on Instagram and go to Mikey, Agent of Chaos, spelled with a K. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome, man. Well, Bruce, oh, yeah, you can reach out to me. I am, I am. I entertain myself by talking at people, so. That's great, man. No, it's, this has been fun, and we appreciate you yes. taking time out of your day to come and hang out with us, man. Thank you for inviting me on. Yes, this will be, uh, I think this is a good one that's going to kick off our new year of 2022. And, awesome. Uh, so, you know, we'll have that, you'll have that, if you if you had made some uh, resolutions that are working to uh you know, make yourself healthy and lose some weight and your diet, you can uh, sign up with Bruce and, you know, join the cult. Um, the second cult. Yes. The second yes. cult, you know. Um, the, 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 the only thing we <laughs> sacrifice are the carbs. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. great. That's fantastic. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Bruce. This is awesome. Happy New Year. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Everybody, have a good rest of your day, week, month, year. I don't know where you're at. I don't know what you're doing. But have a good rest of whatever it is. Hey, everybody. You're listening to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. You probably knew that already because you're listening or downloaded to the episode off of your iTunes or your Spotify or whatever place you get your podcast from. We want to thank you for listening. We also want to remind you to like us, follow us, subscribe to us, make sure that you get your new podcast episode every week. We'd also like to ask you to rate and review so that we can grow our audience and we can have more friends. We can have more stories. So thanks for listening to What's Your Weird Story. Bruce, thank you so much for sharing that awesome, funny, hilarious story. But Barry, I don't know about you, but I kind of want to meet Stiggy. Absolutely, man. I mean, that was a hilarious story. Yeah. Uh, an antidote that I could see myself or, or anybody that we grew up with falling into, yeah. you know, you're wanting to help a guy out, but what the fuck? I mean, yeah. you know, it's like, what are you talking about here? Yeah. What, you know, uh, your soul is in a jar, you know? Right. Bruce, just almighty Bruce, you know, who became a uh, personal deity to his, to his friend there to make so that he could release the, the soul it i mean man 
it's it's it would be a I think that would be a really funny movie, you know. Oh, absolutely. Or or at least a short yeah. film, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, man. Definitely. Good stuff, man. Absolutely. And, uh, Thanks again, Bruce. And go and check out his his podcast, Fittest Fat Kid You Know. And uh I think I said it right that time. Um but yeah, go check that out. He's got a lot of interesting guests. He's got, um, you know, it's a, it's very encouraging and very resource. It's a good resource and informative about, uh, you know, his weight loss journey. And it's real. It's uh, I I listened to a couple episodes. Really enjoyed it. Um, doesn't hide the fact that you know you have ups and downs, but the important thing yep. is that you stay to it and you you, yep. you do the best that you can. And I think important it, uh, a lesson that uh, that I got from uh, listening to one of his episodes was, you know, don't compare yourself as hard as it is with the other guy. That's yeah. very difficult not to do, but uh, stay your course. And uh, I think that's a great message. That's a great message for this time of year. I know a lot of people are trying to do the New Year's resolution. Absolutely. You know, type things, which is a, another reason why we wanted to put this podcast uh, where we did in the lineup because we felt like it would be a great sort of kickstart for folks to get their year going, get some motivation going, um, have a guy on uh, like Bruce that uh, has uh, such a, a great story, but to kind of, you know, let people sort of get some insight into his world and what he does on his podcast. So thanks, Bruce. We appreciate it, man. We certainly do. And we're both going to try to eat better this year and take care of ourselves because Barry's getting old and, right. you know, we've got to, you know, keep in mind that uh, that's what we've got to do. So got to maintain this beautiful body. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> or what's left of this beautiful body. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. But All yeah, right. yeah. Awesome, man. Happy to get the, the year started off, man, yep. with uh, with a couple of good, you know, couple of good episodes. And, and we got more coming. That's right. Next week, we've got Angel, um, who has an amazing story about a reading, a psychic reading and... and, and, and uh, yeah, man, I, I don't even know how to get into it. It's a, she's, she's it's wild. She's, yeah, yeah, it's wild. She's a shamaness. She's a psychic. She's you know a great storyteller and a fun personality. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's a wild, wild it's, tell. It's and layered it's, and it's wild, wild, yeah, wild, yeah. man. <laughs> so join us next week for sure um, here on the What's Your Weird Story podcast. And also, hey, you know, we spoke about those New Year's resolutions. Uh, hopefully one of yours was to be part of the show, and that's to share your stories on the show. You know, like we ask every week because, you know, we, we want to hear your stories. We want to meet you if you're a listener and talk to you and hear some stories that you've got. Um, you know, I mean, this was a, you know – wasn't the normal type of weird story that we have, but boy, was it great. It's yeah. funny. We loved it. So, you know, if you just got a funny, weird, strange, different, unusual type of high school story or maybe a job or, or just something, you know, just 
outside the normal, you know, maybe your go-to story to tell. Maybe you, you know, met somebody famous or something happened and it was a weird coincidence or something like that. You know, we just like hearing good stories. It doesn't matter how strange weird it is. We we'll justify it. You don't have to justify it. We'll figure it out. So <laughs> any length could be long, could be short. You can write it in and send it to us um, at our website um, or through our uh, email, which is wywspod at gmail.com. Or you can contact us through our various uh, social media outlets, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can call our hotline, which is 513-909-9821. Or whatever, you know, send us smoke signals. We may not get those, but, you know. We want to hear from you guys. We want to hear your thoughts. We want to hear your stories. Uh, we just, you know, we like uh, we like contact. You know, we like the human interaction. So absolutely, yeah. Get get together with us, and if you do send those smoke signals, we'll do the best we can to decipher them. But no guarantees. No guarantees. Uh, neither Barry and I were scouts, so. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks again for listening. Thanks, Bruce, for joining us. We will see you next week with Angel here on the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Until then, be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time, be safe, be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun. Joining us today from uh, sunny L.A. is Bruce, who is the host of the Fattest Kid You Know podcast. <laughs> the fittest, fittest fat kid you know. Fittest fat kid you know. We'll get. This is why we throw away this part. Uh, <laughs>